0: Hello, what's up? Episode 5, the NASPO Pulse. Do you know what that means? That's five times that we've taken the pulse now. And people, the pulse is roaring. This is the podcast where we are monitoring issues in state procurement. We've got our finger on the pulse. I'm your host, Kevin Miner, and I am delighted to be a part of your day. Aww. Today, we're talking supply chain management amidst the coronavirus with Dr. Shao Wei Wu. He's a professor of supply chain and operations management at Oregon State University. Currently he's teaching and conducting research on supply networks, environmental management strategies and operation, and way, way more. He's an extremely intelligent individual, really interesting to talk to. We're going to chat supply chain strategies, priorities, and even, Jazz music you know what it is. Let's take the pulse. Dr. Wu, thank you so much for joining us today on the pod. How are you?
1: Very good. How are you'm
0: I'm doing, I'm doing very well. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to discuss this um, with us right now, just with everything going on. We wanted to talk to you not just about state procurement, but the state of supply chain management and some of the issues and some of the risks uh, that we're experiencing right now?
1: Yeah, indeed. So that's not just a, a particular product. It's a state of procurement, state of supply chain management will go through drastic change in the coming years. How we how do we the supply chain and the strategies and also the, the priorities. So all this will change. Uh,
0: with all these... Industries feeling, you know, the pinch of the pandemic. Would you say that this is uh, the end time of the just-in-time inventory? Uh, should state agencies, you think, should they plan to keep more supplies on hand from now on?
1: I don't think this is the end of GIT, just-in-time. It's a philosophy of being efficient, right? And uh, we all learn that if we have more inventory, that's not always solve the problem, actually, it can aggravate. Right? You have too much inventory, you have quality issues, right? You, have, right? you always have a surplus, and so that's not necessarily a good thing. What is gonna change is that the companies, private sector and the public sector is gonna keep a little bit more surplus as a buffer, given where things are sourced. And uh, so that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is that, as we see from the pandemic and even the, before that, the tariff, fight that uh, a lot of companies are moving production closer to the place where the goods are, will be consumed. And so they build factories to support that region. So that does not necessarily mean all the factories will be in, in, in the US or in China. will be a localized, rather localized supply networks so that the overall resiliency of the supply chain a, is is improved in that, in that regard. So that means that there's a little bit uh, additional resources, additional uh, capacity needed, so that's cost. But things like the shortage of masks, I think 3M is m- much better at uh, handling it than other companies.
0: Right. right. Where are we looking at for sourcing right now? Is this um, an innovative time to do new... Sourcing because we have to kind of um, think of things quickly and be creative. So where are right. we looking for that?
1: Right. So the crisis is always uh, is opportunity, right? So so companies are considering that. So right now, I think the the challenge is that most of the many of the critical materials are coming from overseas, China in particular, and uh, it's not just a the subcomponents, components as a raw material. So as companies try to decouple or, de, or to move away from China, and they were in the process of having this decoupled supply chain. So, so that's the challenge coming are facing. We try to duplicate and replicate the different networks. However, we the, the reality is that a lot of materials are simply not here, and it takes months to ramp up. Another challenge is that the, it's not just in manufacturing and material; it's also in the transportation. So, for example, the, there's not many boats coming uh, visiting U.S. the the freight, right, Right. So. a quarter of what it is yeah, yeah. coming to visit. Yeah. So, so there's a bottleneck, multiple bottlenecks in terms of uh, what we need to uh, to 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 write out to write out this crisis. And uh, but as you Second question you're asking, what are companies doing and what initiatives of companies are improvising, right? So how to collaborate with local or regional companies with a similar problem or extra capacity and how can they leverage that capacity to redesign the product and to redesign the processes to come up with a quick solution, a quicker solution. So, uh, so, uh, one, one thing, uh, we were doing as a as a as a lab. We are coordinating our uh, advisory council member companies, the most are the private sectors, mm-hmm. and to help to figure out what capacity do you have? Are you in the aerospace sector, apparel sector, or the, or, or um, uh, precision machining, or, or health sector? And right? so, and, and also NASA is part of it. Right. So, what? How can we engage a discussion to see what do we have? in this region, for us as Pacific Northwest, can we make the ventilator here? And what are the hurdles with FDA approval and certification we need to go through? And so those things we are discussing in our, in our forum to figure out uh, what can we do to start a conversation so the company can talk among themselves. So this localized network are more resilient. And I can see this is a trend as we decouple, and the company are considering Interesting. how to build the networks in the regional level.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Why do you think that that is?
1: Well, the, in terms of building the capacity, the this is this is a US uh, institutional environment, right? So, uh, so there's a, the federal government is less willing to be engaged in large-scale coordination, as we see. So a lot of initiatives are taken by the state government, and uh, at the same time, the uh, the private sector try to help. So the question is, where is the, how we start a dialogue? And so, so this seems has to happen in a sort of uh, ad hoc, uh, self organized way. Right. And so people are trying to figure out how this works, and there's no yeah. magic bullet. And uh, we, so we just had a meeting this morning, and one company said, "Hey." we can do this, another company say, if you know this key company OEM in San Diego, maybe that can speed up the FDA approval process because they have been uh, certified. However, their production is overseas. So right. how can how, how we make this disconnected uh, chain or tiers of, of players together and and re, uh, reorganize them to mobilize the production? So that's the thing we as a university uh, are trying to be a, a help and try to facilitate this type of discussion. And I think this will be um, this will, should be done at a, not just Pacific Northwest, but should be leveraged across the different regions like,
0: Absolutely. with the national
1: partners. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. uh, ad hoc is probably the new normal right now, kind of the new <laughs> yep. uh, speed of things at the moment, especially. Uh, can you give me an example of something that you guys are working on at OSU? to that respect of one of those ad hoc examples?
1: Right. So we are really the facilitator of discussion. So we're not making masks and uh, so we're not doing that. Right. So right. But what you're doing is still very important. One, it's important because, uh, you know, it's funny. We were thinking, well, we're in a college town and, uh, and most of the company know each other. And they are in, uh, in the Portland, which is 90 miles away, the biggest city in Oregon. And it right. turned out that uh, not everybody talked with everybody. So the weak ties, right? So they have the weak ties, the people talk within their sector. But, but who knows who knows who, right? That's, the, right? that's the, we just offer one platform. I'm sure company has other platforms. And uh, so one thing we were working with uh, is that one, actually a former student in the, is in the health sector, healthcare, and uh, so he said, we need the masks, and uh, how we get masks, and uh, and uh, the clinic, PPE, the, the hand sanitizer. Yeah. And so then it turned out that one of the board members is one of the largest distributors for the for the for the PPE product.
0: And oh. uh, So
1: there's a donation initiative, and there's also a, uh, the, the the device as well. If it's critical sector, this is how you place orders. And, uh, and what, there's a category that you say you can, you can put yourself in as a, as a healthcare provider that supplier will have to pre-authorize by law. So those type of information are critical, right? And we, we, we typically do not think about it. So, you right. know, also in that regard, this, uh, this health provider is also talking with one of the biggest uh, apparel producers, uh, which is, uh, well, it's a headquarters in Oregon. And so they are making masks now with oh. their the, the sewing capacity. Uh, so and also as, as a, same as a Kentucky, we have breweries and distilleries here. So they yep. are working together to figure out how to make. Hand sanitizers.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. So we all are missing
1: that happening. Yeah. We and are gonna, all gonna all be drinking hand
0: sanitizer for a little <laughs> bit. I think probably. But that's interesting. So you're you've kind of one thing you've learned through this process is to reach out to people whom you would not normally reach out to, right? Or people that you sometimes don't think about, fields that you sometimes wouldn't normally interact with. You're reaching across that aisle. Mm-hmm right oh, wow. indeed so
1: yeah it's it's it is uh, it's, it's really organic a process of figure out who knows what right and it is not because it's, it is it is by nature it has to be ad hoc because we do not know who knows what right, right. so that's the nature of the of the network so another thing is uh, is that we brought actually we brought in a faculty from Penn State mm-hmm. which is not a partner uh, school of Nashville so this guy is doing research in public procurement, and he's from Europe. And uh, so he brought in another two companies from the, I believe one's from Texas, one's from Pennsylvania, and they have expertise in this, in this area. Right. And also they have materials for face mask uh, materials, right? So that's in the auto, automotive sector, and we never thought about it, but there are actually materials, raw material in different uh, supply chain. So, It's like like making music, right? Making jazz music. Who knows? Who knows? It's all improvised, but uh, but uh, you 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 have you have this uh, this 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 rhythm as as collaboration, and you bring new new players.
0: Just like that, I I really like that analogy, though. You know, it's uh, you got to start with some player, get some people that know how to make music, right? Yeah. So so,
1: but we see the need. We see there's there's there are gaps. The gaps right. on, the, on, on this uh, interaction and collaboration between private and public sector, and uh, and uh, and even the, 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 for the private sector, we will learn how to collaborate, and then we need to understand how the state government work, how state government procurement work with the healthcare sectors. So those all these things are new. But how do the state procurement offices work with the the health sector is that a public or the, is our private sector so how that how, how and how we leverage the state procurement to 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 influence the the, the, the production decisions of the private sectors that this 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 we need to figure out a routine or a, a rubric as how we collaborate and right. uh, and and what naspa has been doing well over the past 3 years in the collaboration maybe I think it should be say five years. Is that we, uh, they, uh, they, there's a growing recognition and of the state procurement and uh, yeah. in, in, in the in the in the universities, and that was never the case in a business school. So so this so I think I think this is the process has started.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so just um, developing kind of a standard operational procedure for working together and collaborating.
1: Right, right. And, and building the knowledge on how procurement public procurement, works at a state level, at a federal level, and how these critical sectors work with the state, with private sector, and, uh, and how we can change the overall process.
0: So how do these two uh, seemingly different entities work together?
1: I think the, the, there will be a, a sort of a, a, a merge um, on priorities, right? So the the typical idea was the the public sectors for the for the public goods, right? So the cost right. is not necessarily the, the priority, it's, right. it's, But it is a priority for private sector. I think it's changing with the risks, the common risks, right? In, a, in such a pandemic, and uh, so the supply chain need to be designed for the efficiency of the private sector and also for the efficiency of the society. Right. And I think companies are seeing that. And I don't think it's, 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 I don't think it's overlooked, but it was never, was, was not an issue in the past because we never had such a, uh, such a scale uh, a dis- sort of a disaster that made right. this, need uh, this coordination.
0: So do you see more collaboration coming out of this even after Whenever this is, um, I hesitate to even say over. But, but when things s- sort of begin to come back to normal, do you see more collaboration between private and state?
1: I will hope so. I think it's a trend, right? So people say the uh, the, the, the pandemic is 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 yes, is unique event, right? It's urbanization. Right, uh, the people are living closer to me, na- not to nature, to the pl- places where the, the wildlife lives. And why right. is that? It's because of the, it's food security issue. Right? Yep. and why is food security issue They're tied to climate change? Right, so so yeah. this, is, this is we have a stress to the system, and so this is this is just the beginning of a uh, of different uh, dynamics of the overall social and uh, Social system. I think this is a trend. Maybe right. one event is is, is is will be overlooked to some degree if uh, if we come out well by the summer. But I think uh, I think uh, I think there's there will be more collaboration. I'm, 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 yeah, I believe that.
0: After our conversation, what advice do you have for our listeners? Stay healthy.
1: Stay sane <laughs> and bring this together. We're definitely in this together. Yeah. And we, as a university, as a as a program, we indeed uh, appreciate the partnership and uh, we hope we can uh, train future supply chain leaders working private sector and public sector. And uh, so this is our mission. So, yeah, so I don't have any advice. I appreciate this uh, this collaboration opportunity and this this is oh, yeah. yeah
0: absolutely and we appreciate you very much and we want you to stay safe and healthy and sane also dr wu is a professor at oregon state university and he is a naspo academic partner works with naspo and naspo value point on several different initiatives dr wu thank you so much
1: thank you kevin yep. stay in touch
0: so what did we learn from this profound professor, this astute student of supply chains. In this time of hardship and emergency, we have to read between the lines a little. We have to reach out to those that we may normally not look to for answers. One person making music can be good. And in fact, it can can be beautiful. But having an entire orchestra, buddy, that's just a different experience entirely. And while one person will eventually get tired, Having an entire band allows for support. So is what Dr. Wu is saying about building capacity for regional networks of supply chains, is that a good idea? Is that something that we've seen before? What do you see in your community? Where does the dialogue between state government and private sectors start? And what does that look like as we reorganize to rally production? Has this conversation always been so relevant or are we just now seeing it? We'd love to hear from you. Email me, podcast at naspo.org. And make sure that you check out NASPO's COVID-19 resources. I'll put a link in the description for that. While you're at it, check out thepulse.naspo.org and read some of our excellent blogs. Really great ideas there, too. Go ahead, if you haven't already, and subscribe to The Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get them listenings. Really appreciate you joining us today. I'm Kevin Miner. Until next time.